This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is the heat wave creeping voice of your local announcer, Tom Fitzmorris, getting ready for the food show, which after 32 years of broadcasting, we are still going on and uh, show no end in sight. It's great to be here with you talking about anything having to do with food, about restaurants, about cooking, restaurants again, uh, oysters on the half shell, oysters not on the half shell. You know, we are looking for just good things to eat. And uh, we are very happy to uh, take that kind of information, even if it might not seem really obvious, or if you uh, you get it in your head that there's, there's something about it that you that struck you as maybe a little too simplistic for the, the kind of radio show that we do. Uh, we, we don't have rules like that here. Uh, we never did. And uh, we, what I'm telling you is that if you have something on your mind that you wanted to just ask about or tell about, uh, whether you think it's the perfect kind of question to ask or whether our questioning is uh, good enough for you to, to even bother with this, the answer is we are very much into uh, whatever it is that you feel like talking to uh, talking about anybody about today. So I guess I've given enough space to this. To say, um, I was about to say, is there some competition for longest radio intro to a show that you're working on? Oh, or? sure. We've been working on that one for years and years and years. It's, Hello, um, everyone. It's Marianne here. She is uh, joining us to talk about the usual things. I'm going to say my usual thing. Two six zero six three six eight is the number. Yeah. Can you believe I gave the? Well, actually, it was a typo. It was a typo. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I, I said six two six eight. All the panting is uh, not either of us. It's our big puppy who comes in to visit uh, periodically while we're doing the show. We have a guest today, and we have a cat too today. Yes. Well, they're here mm-hmm. every day. They're not really guests. They're just annoyances. <laughs> um, but we do have a guest, and we will be calling him pretty soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you would like to talk about anything before that or after that, that would be great. We had some interesting eating today. Oh, yeah, we had we, a great thing that we, we went did. All over the place so today, yeah. fun today. Uh, Doug, when you get the guest on or just use your discretion when you want to call him, do you have that information? I sent you the email. What? I'm sorry, what did you say? I didn't quite catch it either. Calling restrictions on that person's phone, and for some reason or other, I will try another line and see if I can't worm my way Uh, into mm. that phone. We're awash in technical difficulties, aren't we? Uh, Okay, anyway, well, we hope to get him on. It's not an emergency. It's not like it's something that's not going to be other than this weekend, but um, we would like to talk to him, and it's already scheduled. So, So, Tom. Mm. Yeah? Report on what we did this morning. Well, let's see. Uh, we started off with breakfast, was it? I think it was. It was beignets. Beignets, that's close enough. And up until a couple of minutes ago when I took it off, I was wearing a beignet tie. 
And the reason Those I was... Those things are going to sell like hotcakes. Yeah, I think they will. May, uh, I don't know if you heard or would care even if you had heard about it, but it's worth talking about. Uh, the long-running restaurant uh, on St. Uh, really long-running. Yeah. 100, what, 32 years, they said? Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway, they are... Uh, coffee pot, the uh, old the, coffee the, pot. The, the coffee pot or the old now coffee the pot. the new coffee pot. Anyway, uh, the, the people who owned it for quite a few years decided to move on to something else. And uh, so some news people, new people have taken over. And uh, I, I think it's a good thing because when we got there... We started just moving around all the people who worked there and uh, the, the look of the new dining room area and uh, also all the different ways of putting a, uh, the, um, beignets. The, the actual beignets themselves, but also the Café Olay. And, you know, anyway, it was, uh, it was terrific fun because I knew about two-thirds of the people who were in the room at that time because all of us had at one time or another uh, – written a book or done some artwork or take, taken photographs and made it into a, the part of some uh, project we were working on, this was the kind of, of place that the coffee pot was. It, it was kind of a, a local gathering. It was like the Algonquin Round Table. The, exactly that. The <laughs> Algonquin A little Round less table. alcoholic probably. Yeah. And not as world-renowned people sitting at, mm-hmm. the, at yep. the table. But yep. anyway. Yeah, could be. Uh, you know what I said to you, and I think this is absolutely, no, me. I mean, me if I do again. say so myself, a perfect summation of it. Um, it is the best scenario, I think, that could have come about at this juncture for that space. The coffee mm. pot is an old building. Yeah, it goes back to at least it, the, the... 1840, I think he said. Something like that, yeah. It's an old building. It had fallen into pretty poor condition, mainly because to keep an old building up requires a substantial amount of money on a semi-regular basis. And the people who... You know, a succession of people had owned it, and the last one was a young man who was, you know, struggling and just didn't have that kind of money. So this space now has new life. It is pretty, it's clean, it's shiny, and, you know... I, I know there are probably people who are grumbling, saying, yeah, but it's not the old thing. Yes, that is true. It is not the old thing. But I, I feel like there was a certain pall of, um, <clears throat> I don't know. Give me a second. I'll call Paul and a ask him what. Paul of age and, I won't say despair, but just like, you know, how is this going to keep going on kind of thing. And now it's not that. It's fresh. It's new. It's the kind of place that if I uh, was a visitor here, would love to go back and tell my friends you should go to that place. It definitely keeps the spirit of the old coffee pot, and it's like they polished it. They polished a diamond. Anyway, I was excited. It's a, it's an, and I, I like the beignets better than any others that we have in town, which I am not a beignet person, 
But when I mentioned that to the owners, I said, look, I, I, I kind of disqualify myself. I never eat beignets. But I actually kind of really like this beignet. It's denser. It's bigger. Mm. Yep. It's kind of fluffier. It's not greasy. And... Um, and the owner said, well, you're in good company because Alton Brown and Rachel Ray think they're the best in town, too. Mm. So I do feel a little bit better about saying that. Anyway, who uh, is on the line? <clears throat> uh, I didn't quite catch it. We, we do have someone on the line, right? That's what I heard, but, well, maybe not. I don't know. Doug, is there someone on the line? It's the food show. I'm Tom Fitzmorris. And, uh, maybe we the, lost Doug, too. <laughs> the restaurant that uh, we're, we're talking about, if you just tuned in. It's not really a restaurant. Do you think well, it's, I, like I said, it's a restaurant. It, they, yeah. they have a full menu. Pretty full menu yeah, and, and very much a New yeah. Orleans-style, uh, Creole-style uh, thing. And uh, you, It's a fast you, casual, which you don't tend to like, generally speaking, right? No, it's a sit-down and get the... Oh, you do? Okay. Wells. Okay. All right, so we do have we do have someone who's going to talk about uh, Barracuda. Um, we're going to be oh. switching uh, channels really dramatically because we're moving into something totally different. But we're going to come back to that coffee pot discussion because it's an important one. I mean, that's a significant building. It's part of the cultural fabric culinarily of the city, and it's uh, it's good to talk about. It's is it Dulce or Dulce? I want to say I want to say Dolce, <laughs> Dulce. Hi, Dulce. This is Dulce Willis, and he is uh, with Barracuda, which is a hip uh, new take on. Is it Mexican? Is it Latin American, Dolce? Dulce. Mm. He hung oh, up. Hmm. Wonder what <laughs> happened there? <laughs> Wait, what, Doug? Oh, oh, it's a she. Oh, okay. Yeah, that would embarrass some people. Well, she probably thought, you know, who, who are these people? They don't even know if I'm a guy or a girl. But, I mean, that's sort of a, a, a name that could go either way. Well, anyway, if they uh, if uh, she does decide to call back, we will talk about that. But back to the coffee pot then. So it's it's a really wonderful new beginning for Everyone involved, including locals and visitors alike. Would you say that's true, Tom? Oh, yeah, that's certainly true, and it was true to the last day I ever went there. And it stayed that way for decades. Uh, quite a place. Yeah, well, you know, it's you're talking about the old coffee pot, which I have to say, one of the things that I think most impressed me about what I saw today was the new owners who are uh, the Cafe Beignet Group, and this is a collaboration between... Um, the the donut the beignet people and the riverboat people, yeah, and they're and they're partners in this venture and and I think this is going to be a really fast growing chain. It is a local chain, that's for sure, a beignet shop. But but um, I felt that the the way it was renovated was really even unnecessarily sensitive to the spirit of the old place. Don't you yeah. think? Yeah, definitely. I mean, they didn't have to do, they didn't have to go through those measures. They really were uh, really sensitive, I thought. Can I give a, a, no. a, a, <laughs> a short anecdote about the coffee pot in what I think of as its the halcyon prime, days, the halcyon days is okay. a good one. You know why they what that means halcyon? 
I know what it means, but yeah. why why are you why? Getting... Well, I just was wondering if it. Well, there are people maybe who don't. So go ahead. Uh, it's named for the kingfisher. Is that right? Yeah, the uh, the bird known known as the kingfisher. Oh, I thought you were talking about Huey Long. <laughs> no, no. And uh, I was going to say, did that get invented here? Okay. And when the uh, and and when the those birds uh, get in the thing of things, I mean the thick of things, uh, they pick up things like these uh, these uh, uh, fish that they find in the water. So they swoop down, pick up the fish, and fly off. And they're also known as Galcyon. Uh, is anyone else uh, care? A, a real non-cat person like me? Um, <laughs> we have a cat in here who's just being a real poop. But, you know, I must tell you this about him. Uh, his name is... Uh, his name is... Uh, Valencia. Val- no, no, that's not Valencia. It, it's yeah, it is. Satsuma. No. It's, his name is Satsuma. It's not... It's, oh, wait, no, that is Satsuma. I'm sorry. Satsuma. I can tell by the belly that hangs down to the floor. Now, this is, I, I But he was doing, he was doing uh, Valencia's sort of really annoying things. Yeah. I, uh, okay, okay, yeah, we'll come back to this if we have the time <laughs> I, in just a moment. But let's see. Why don't we, why don't we, Doug, who, is it, it's kind of early to take a break. Do you want to take the break now before we get to our well, guests? Well, somebody's on hold. Yeah, but... Mm. Let's go ahead. We'll take the break. We have Brett on the line. If you'd be so kind as to hold on, we will come and have an uninterrupted segment with Brett uh, Jones, who is with Barracuda on uh, Chapatula Street. 260-6368 is the number. If you would like to talk to him or us, uh, you are listening to WWL 105.3 FM HD2. Whoops, 260. Yeah. Six three six eight. I had it once. I had it right for a change. Wow. You're hitting it a lot these days. Ah, we have uh, Brett Jones on the phone. I was about to ask oh. Brett Jones. <clears throat> why, uh, we are about to meet him and find out what he is visiting us for. We're happy to have have you. How you doing? Hey there. Uh, hi. Here we are. Doing great. Can Can you hear me? Okay. I can hear you perfectly. Are you getting me great. all right? We're great. I just got the Good. soundtrack going in the garden over here at the restaurant. Wanted to make sure oh. we're not. Oh, you have a <laughs> you have a restaurant. Oh, Tom, you would yeah. love you would love it. It's mostly outdoor. Tom hates outdoor dining. <laughs> <laughs> at least fair enough passion. for at least ninety days, Tom. <laughs> mm. <laughs> yeah, uh, you've heard the expression. Oh, you know what? There's this joke that Tom likes to tell about this guy from who was it? Was it was it Del Frisco? Del was it Del Frisco? Yeah, yeah he had a. He, uh, had you know the steak, Del Frisco Steakhouse? Del Frisco Steakhouse here in New Orleans, oh, yeah. believe me. It started here. It started here, and then he radiated across the country and uh, wound up in Dallas, sold it for $23 million, and then he popped up again in a lot of other parts around the country. I remember seeing him uh, on Times Square, of all places, a, a few years ago, so He's all over the place. A very interesting ca- uh, guy. So uh, no, but wasn't the the story? We we switched to that because uh-huh. uh, one of his PR people was talking about Al Fresco dining, oh, oh, and then he was mentioning Al Fresco. Entirely. Yeah, and and he <laughs> he said, "Well, who the bloop is Al Fresco?" <laughs> I'll tell you this: I do not like. 
Del Fresco. No, or no, Al Fresco. <laughs> or Al Fresco is the one I was actually trying to get. Okay, shall we get to your restaurant? He has a lovely yeah. little space on uh, Chapatulas called Barracuda. So tell us about it. Yeah. Yeah, so we have, um, I like to refer to it as a taco stand um, over That's here on Chapatulas. Right. It's a it's a small space, um, about 500 square feet that houses a our counter, our entire kitchen, um, and then it opens up into a, a big patio and what we call a margarita garden. Um, kind of the point of the whole thing is that we make uh, from scratch fresh, uh, thin Sonoran style flour tortillas, fresh corn tortillas, and serve naturally raised meats and a lot of, a lot more vegetables maybe than i'm used to it at other mexican places and we do uh fresh draft margaritas and, and palomas and chiladas so uh, we try to keep the menu small um make no, it you, really you easy know it to get a great to, uh that, that's that's quite a, a lengthy line uh, which you just uh, had there <laughs> where are you from originally i'm from south louisiana originally um How i would say kind of out in the pine trees north of here, um, but I've, I've lived all over um, Virginia, New York, and then been a lot of places for work in the past 15 or so years. Well, I know you came to town to open the Ace Hotel, so I guess you had come from, what, California? Well, um, I was here locally before Ace Hotel opened, uh, working for the, the ill-fated, defunct uh, uh, startup here in town called Dinner Lab. I was a chef with Dinner Lab. Um, oh. Before that, and we did hmm. we did pop up dinners at you know one night only type situations with different guest chefs and uh, kind of helped them scale that out across the country, but maybe a little too quickly. So um, uh-huh. I, le- I left that position and ended up over at Ace Hotel with a really great team. Yeah, yeah, you know that was an exciting place when it first opened <laughs> and things started happening there. And you'd go in, the dining room would be full, and which was saying something because I'm sure it's still had- full. They had an enormous dining room there. Football yeah. field-sized dining room is how I said yeah. it at uh, pre-shift mm. often. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, they were from Memphis, weren't they? Or Is that where they were from? That's right, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Andy Tyser and Michael Hudman out of Memphis, they have a, they have a lot now uh, of great restaurants in Memphis yeah. up there if anybody's visiting. visiting. Um, and that's the, that was their first foray into New Orleans, so it was great working mm. with them. Well, they're still they're still there, aren't they? They are, yeah. They're still yeah. there. Josephine Estelle okay. keeps on going. I mean, great yeah. pastas, great wine. It's still, yeah. uh, I still love going by there. Yeah. Well, now they've got the Bar Marilou, too. Have you been there? I haven't been in for Bar Marilou. I need to go by. Lots of friends are involved still. Um, yeah. But I, I've got a, a couple little kids now and a, and a baby <laughs> restaurant, too. So I've been kind of a... Uh, oh, that'll yeah, do Yeah, so it. you're not going to be dining my, out too much. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, my, uh, my A to B is... Uh, is fairly straightforward these days. Yeah, I would guess. How old are the kids? I have a three and a half year old daughter and a one month old son. Uh, oh, so okay. That's, that's very close bit to of what a life we have. Pain. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we have. Uh, I, I'd like to we think two... it's going to work out perfectly. <laughs> no, it's it, it. No, it absolutely will. It's it's great. Uh, it's so much fun though. I mean, it's exhausting. Kevin Klein said when he had a new baby, I think sleep is really overrated. <laughs> And it, it, yeah, it, you have to keep telling at, yourself right? that. What? That's definitely it, where we're at right now, but it's yeah. a blissful, uh, <laughs> a blissful version of it. Yeah, way. of insanity. Okay, so, so what made you want to go out on your own? Was it just a, a real passion for Mexican food that you felt wasn't being done as well as it should, or what? What drove you to do that? What drove you to do so, something like that? <laughs> that def- certainly must have been driven. The um, 
the uh, so I started cooking um, uh, because of a trip to Mexico. Essentially, my uh, my brother uh, married a woman from Mexico City, and I had the chance to go um, oh, wow. eat around um, when I was about 15 years old. And oh, gosh. You know, at that point, I was eating a lot of takeout General Tso's chicken and Waffle House. Uh, uh-huh. was a true gourmand, <laughs> and, um, and 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 had to figure out how those flavors you know could be reproduced and uh, did not do that successfully for a long time but fast forward through college um, I was a line cook at a diner gave me a real appreciation for a uh, kind of that team atmosphere and paid my Mm -hmm. way through college as well while I was playing music uh, more than going to class and uh, and ended up um, just kind of following that path um, to New Orleans after graduating from LSU and um, was still cooking tacos all the time we'd have parties uh, bands would play at houses and we'd, uh, you know, I'd cook for, uh, 30 or 50 people at a time. And it was always tacos, always trying out new salsas, always trying out new, new mm-hmm. meats, that, um, you know, and trying my best to reproduce those flavors that I had had before. Um, so it's always been in the back of my mind. And, um, you know, there's a lot of Tex-Mex in New Orleans and on the North shore. There's a lot of, uh, now there's starting to be a lot of Mexican restaurants, but along yes, the way. Have you been to Habanero? I love habaneros. Yeah, my, yeah. I was about to say habanero to right me is about as close to what you're talking about as as I've seen here for sure. Now, do you feel like yours is is closer, about on that par, or are you not going for the same thing? I think that their menu is a bit more broad than what we offer, and mm-hmm. they also have a you know more of a conventional sit down restaurant atmosphere, which is great because I want to go sit down and eat four baskets of chips and eat a ton of food and, and be waited on on a regular basis myself. But we were going for a bit of a different service style, something Uh that uh, is even more casual uh, if you want, where you can. No, I'm talking about the the food. I'm talking about the the general, you know, uh, place that the food would fall on the authentic spectrum. Sure. Yeah. The, the, um, the precipitous authenticity spectrum. The, uh, <laughs> um, do you think- I was wondering where that came from, and now we. Is- you know what I say? I say I like fake American food. If something is a little too authentic for me, I'm going to run away from it, which is true. Yeah, I think of, a, you know, of a lot of people. Hmm? I think it's a really fair and also unavoidable question for uh, a Southern Louisiana person opening a taco place. So, uh, uh-huh. to address your question head on, I think that. Um, uh, with habaneros being, you know, that kind of marker that you're that you're putting down, they make fresh tortillas. They uh, cook things with maybe a little bit more heat um, than some other places might venture out into. And then they offer a lot of combinations that um, other places don't offer. In that same way, I think that we do that. Um, but we definitely, uh, you know, we want to make sure that the menu is a little smaller. We, yeah, it, being that it's a counter service restaurant, we sure. don't want anybody to walk in and feel immediately like, oh, God, what, a, what is all of this, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, all these recipes are definitely coming from, you know, travels. Um, but it might not necessarily be like, we went to Oaxaca and we're trying to reproduce this mole. It might be like, we went to... <gasps> you just said um, Tom's favorite word. <laughs> oh, we need a, we need a sound well, effect. We do? Yeah. <laughs> we have a sound effect for that? Yes. If you say, if you say mole to Tom... That's that's like a dog whistle. This is real Mexican. This is real Mexican. Oh, I so, thought you were going to uh, do it for a second. Brett, do you have mole there? Well, I've heard Tom say the words mole, mole poblano many times on this show. Mole. Uh, but <laughs> we mole. have a we have a mole. You just have to there. let him finish, Brett. Go ahead. <laughs> just just let him finish, I, uh, and then we'll move on. Are you done, Tom? Done what? With your mole. 
Okay. All right. So do you have mole? So we have, so uh, our menu is always going to be a rotating selection of six tacos. And at the moment, we're introducing a mole verde. So mm. way different than the mole poblano. Totally um, it, th- this one is made with a mixture of toasted pumpkin seeds, tons of dry spices, um, all the green fruits and vegetables that you might find in a lot of other salsas. Um, but it eats like comfort food. It just happens to be a very different kind of mole than what than what mm-hmm. uh, that mole poblano is with its, you know, 30-plus ingredients and, and chocolate and all that sort of thing. So a little bit mm-hmm. different. Um, yeah. And you know, we focus you are, uh, specifically uh, on tacos, too. You know, that you mentioned pumpkin seeds, and I think it's one of the marvelous parts of uh, Mexican cooking is that they know how to do pe- pe- pepitas, aren't they called that? Or something like pepitas, that? yeah. Pepitas. And you put that into a dish that you're roasting a little bit, and wow, does that smell good, but it tastes uh, great, too. It's something I like to put in a lot of dishes. It's also I a think, great way I to think, uh, in a sunflower, thought. not sunflower, pumpkin seeds are the, um, again, the marker of someone who is trying to say we're, quote, authentic. And I'm not talking about you. There's a, a place in town <laughs> that shall go unnamed uh, that has a lot of money behind it and um, and not very good food and uh, throws a few pumpkin seeds on things and calls it a day. <laughs> I get We've really been known annoyed to toss by pumpkin that. seeds a little bit, but, Wait, you know, I think – We've definitely been known to toss a few pumpkin seeds. They're definitely yeah, on the menu. But if you have something menu. to back it up, that's fine. Like if it's actually, <laughs> you know, in this case, it's not true. Go ahead. What? I, you know, I think that um, I, I see what you're saying. <laughs> and, and, and I'm sure you know of, what I'm talking about. I do. I do know what you mean. And, and while garnish is important, sometimes it's like, you know, you definitely want to make sure that the flavors are in the food too, you know. Right. Um, right. So that that's uh, the... With regard to the authenticity question, I think that we're doing our best to uh, pay homage, uh, mm-hmm. I think is how, I, how I'd like to answer that, um, mm-hmm. to all these different foods we've eaten. But it might have been something we had in L.A. or in Tucson or mm-hmm. in northern Mexico or in Mexico City. But we're not necessarily saying, um, you know, we're an authentic Mexican restaurant. We're definitely just trying to be a great taco restaurant. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm glad to hear you say that because the, the authenticity thing is is always there, and sometimes it, it actually does tell you something about what you could possibly eat in this restaurant or use in this recipe. Uh, it is also equally likely, likely that you can pull it up and find something that's completely ordinary. But yeah, that's usually, what I was saying. Usually, it's uh, it's well worth it, and the fact that we live sort of in the middle of the uh, Hispanic general culture and the French uh, Italian that we really do have here in New Orleans. It's a, it's amazing how we have so many of them, but I guess we've been saying that about ourselves for a long time. I think the, the Mexican, you know, Tom has said for a long time, and I agree with this, and again, <laughs> I'm, I'm going I'm to just be real here. That doesn't necessarily mean I'm going to go for it, okay, because I am – I like my fake American food, but um, he feels like, and this is true, I I also feel this way, that um, gourmet Mexican, it would be so wonderful for someone, this has never been the case, you know, to do really great gourmet Mexican here. Coyoacan was 
maybe the closest that we've had to that. Have, did you ever experience Koyokan? I didn't have that opportunity, no. Okay. It's on the it's it's I think there's a an AT and T store there now. It then became the Irish house on the corner of uh, Melbourne yeah. and St. Charles. Totally. Okay. <clears throat> yeah. Um so Koyokan was pretty pretty quote authentic. And um and now I would say Habanero, I, I joke about the palate <clears throat> excuse me, of the North Shore. And and I shouldn't because I'm a cheese fry girl. But um, I joke about the palate of the North Shore. And and here we are over here supporting something like Habanero and allowing them to grow into, what, a four or five chain uh, location chain. And it's it's pretty darn, you know, out there heading toward real Mexican food. So um, would you say in in New Orleans, the city? That what you're doing is is, and I, I, I it sounds like when I say authentic, you go well. I don't like to talk authentic, but but you know, gourmet Mexican is really good. You know, like like Hugo's in Houston. Hugo's like in Houston that? is an amazing restaurant, yes. and um, they receive accolades constantly and James yeah. Beard nominations for very legitimate reason. Yeah. Um, but I would ha- I would hesitate to compare myself or our restaurant uh, oh, to no. what what they've achieved. But at the same no. time, we're certainly drawing on the same things. And the biggest okay. piece to me is that we're making fresh tortillas every day, and uh-huh. um, that doesn't necessarily mean that we you know we're being political about the corn that we're sourcing or anything to that degree. But um, I think habaneros, as an example, is is great, and I'm glad you brought them up because. They they do the same thing. They focus on serving yeah. fresh tortillas and then yeah. treating the food that goes into the tortilla well, as opposed yeah. to kind of just slapping things together. And um, I think that that's you know when Mexican food maybe was commodified, um, which like you said, I like cheese fries, I like nachos, <laughs> I like all that all that stuff. Yeah. Um, well. You know, I think maybe it just was it. it it's like, well, we got to sell the stuff that sells, right? And I think that that's a big part of it. But I think the dining public has a lot more access to information and is open to it at this point. You yeah, know? Yeah, How sure. many taco shows does Netflix yeah. have on right now? I don't know. Well, tacos are like the hottest thing going right now. I mean, in any cuisine, I mean, it's everybody has a taco on their menu, even if you're serving uh, porridge, <laughs> you know? It's, a, it's like bizarre. <laughs> Everybody's got a taco, you know? It's, uh, I think I'm expecting to see good. one at Galatra. As a matter of fact, I think there might be one there. It's crazy. Well, it, it definitely stretches across all the all the banders. Genres. Uh, Brett, can you stay with us for a few more minutes? We have to take another break. Sure. Okay. Thank you. Two six zero six three six eight is the number. We are talking to Brett Jones, who is the owner of Barracuda on Chapatulas. It's pretty much a walk-up uh, and an outdoor space for... Um, we're, I'm going to call it gourmet. I'm going to, is that okay? Can I call it gourmet Mexican? Uh, let me check. <laughs> Brett, is he still there? Yeah, let's call it yeah. gourmet. I'll go with it. <laughs> okay, we're it's gourmet. The, moving up the moving up the chain on the Mexican front in New Orleans. We'll be back two six zero six three six eight WWL one hundred five point three FM mm-hmm. HD two. Yes, this is the Food Show. I'm Tom Fitzmorris. We're having a pretty good time today, just diving into all the things that we uh, have found sitting here while we just, you know, found all the other things. Huh? The place. Somebody wants the address of your place, Brett. 
We Fred, are at, I'm here. Can you guys hear me? Yes. Yeah, yeah great. Thank you. Okay, great. We're at 3984 Chapatula. We're between Napoleon and Louisiana, two blocks from Tipitina. Oh, easy enough. It's, it's easy to miss because it doesn't have a very big sign, and you, you probably will have to drive a couple of times. It's actually, what is the cross street that it's right off of? What is the cross yeah, street? Yeah, Constantinople. Okay, Constantinople. Constantinople. Okay. So if you're at Constantinople, sign, it's uh, like, what? I'm sorry, what? We're going to finally have a sign that's a J, you know, that you could see going both ways on top of Tulis, the street. It's okay. gonna, uh, this week, okay. it's just going to say tacos on it. Okay. Well, if you are at Constantinople and Chapatulis, they are probably, what, the second house uh, on the riverside there? So look that's, very closely right. when you – is that right? That's right. That's exactly yeah. right. And, um, right. you know, if you drive by it and you're like, oh, there it is, there is a front street that wraps around back by the port. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's, you know, a couple opportunities to pull off if you want to. Um, and I was a little worried about parking at first, but now as we've been here a few months um, – pretty easy to just kind of pull off on the shoulder right there there's plenty of parking on both sides of Chapatula. yeah there is um, yeah and a little bit yeah, in the and you can even too, save yeah. yourself once you've passed it a few times because that's what happened to me so um you uh have only been open a couple of months it seemed like longer than that how long have you been open five five months yeah five months okay. now um okay. april middle of april is when we got open okay so what was your biggest surprise our biggest surprise. Yeah, um, well, like, we holy moly, I <laughs> can't believe this. What? Yeah, well, I, it's definitely been an encouraging start for us. So um, biggest surprise is that um, we could open a restaurant doing fresh tortillas and uh, six things on the menu and that people would stand in line for it. It's been uh, mm-hmm. incredible wow, so far. That is great. You know, and, and so that we had to adjust our expectations very quickly and make the line go fast, which mm-hmm. you know, took a couple of weeks, but now I think we're – we're getting back to a happy place with that. And, you know, okay. if folks have come by and said, saw the line and didn't stop, don't worry. The line goes fast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we'll, okay. we'll get you a drink while you wait if it doesn't. <laughs> Good. Do you, have, um, do you have more than one person taking the orders now? We do, yeah. So okay. uh, it's always going to be are that, you in the that kitchen? main person. Are, are, are you I'm, in the kitchen? I'm out in the – I'm trying to find a quiet spot, but I'm out in the, out, out in the garden right now, actually, out in the yard. So – Okay. Um, okay. I'm just no, walking, I mean, are you in the kitchen cooking the these tacos? Oh. Yeah. So um, we've got a team that's a lot faster than me now, but I am still. Okay. In, <laughs> I do still Good. work day to day, and we've been working a lot on developing newer stuff, um, making sure that the menu stays fresh. Um, so I, I all my recipes typically, but um, I definitely handed off to a more capable crew that that can make that line go faster. To your point. <laughs> okay. Yes. Um, and so this is my most important question to you yeah. because um, we love the chips. So are your chips good? <laughs> the I, chips are good. Are you familiar with Torchy's tacos? I'm sure you are, huh? I love Torchy's. Yeah, Torchy's. I love Torchy's too. To me, they have the best chips ever. How close? How do what you, you like compare to Torchy's? I'll, I'll pose you a question first. What do you love about Torchy's chips? Um. About Torchy's chips? What do I love about their chips? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, to me, the best chip is not too hard, not too – it should definitely, you know, um, break with a sound, and, but not too hard. It should have enough heft to lift a heaping, <laughs> a heaping mouthful of queso or guacamole – 
And um, and what I love about torchies is that they are toasted in a way that the edges are actually sometimes a little brown. I'm really glad that those are the criteria. <laughs> Wait, what? Wait, what? That, you, I'm really glad you, that those. Well, I'm really them happy all? those are the criteria. Yeah, those oh, are. I good. think that we're right right in there. You know, it's, um, is that is that your criteria like little, for for the great chip? That's right on, and I also like them to be a little salty. The um, oh yeah, the, uh, oh absolutely, yeah. <laughs> you know, um, we we, I, this is, we we have uh, gotten into this uh, issue, and I think it's a good moment to to ask if anybody else has noticed this. There are a, a number of fried products out there that come from everything from fast food places to right there in your kitchen, uh, and they uh, cover just about every degree of of outside, not coating exactly, but uh, that you will sometimes see this even in uh, French fries that are going to a fairly expensive restaurant. And it, it, it's uh, some sort of coating of starch or something. Tom has developed an obsession about that, this. That gives you a huge <laughs> uh, uh, crispness quality to it. And I, I, I must tell you, I, I'm, I'm a little put off by it, uh, not enough to get worked up. But uh, do you know what I'm talking about at all? Or no. no, I, no? Know I think, well, I, know. I, think I know. Are you talking yeah. about kind of what ha- there's a couple of fast food chains that have very similar fries? And there's it's yeah. like there's a – I think you're right. I think it's a cornstarch and like tapioca starch coating that yeah, helps this keep is things nothing crispy new. no matter what. They've been using this for quite a while, quite a number of years. But all of a sudden, it seems to be really flagrant. I, I, I wonder if anybody else is listening to that. You don't have to call right now about it, but call me later after we've... Uh, Every time you say that, and you say huh? it a lot, I don't know what... I don't what? understand what you're referring to. Every time you say well, that. we go back in time uh, about uh, two, three, four years. And then you pick up a, a, a tortilla chip or a French fry, or I've even noticed it in this, the souffle potatoes at Antoine's. And there is, it's very crisp. That's the thing that grabs you right away. But it's a very thin coating that you see or that appears to be there. And uh, I, it's it's not a real defect or anything. But I'm, I, I wonder, where did this come from and why is it being used? And uh, and one of these days, two other people will understand what I'm talking about. Okay. <laughs> um, so so oh, you like the Torchies chip as well. Now, I do. I think that, that that's your, a, it, a good definition of, that you gave as well. I think it's super important that you're able to lift up a big, big uh, bit of guacamole on a chip without it breaking. Yes, I think without that's a crucial snapping. detail for us. But that it doesn't, you know, if it's so if it's so thick that it, you know, you really have to work no. at it. That's not yeah. super fun either because I like to no. eat, like I said, four baskets right. of chips when I sit down. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, exactly. And I'm glad you brought up chips too, though, because we're, you know. A big thing for us early on, we weren't going to say we weren't going to serve queso, and uh, uh, a close friend, or maybe it was my wife, told me uh, to get over myself. And Thank you. <laughs> What's yourself. your wife's name? What's your wife's name? <laughs> her name. Yeah, her name's Ashley Arsenault. Uh, she's Ashley, an artist here Ashley, thank now, you, because so. you have to have queso. <laughs> mm. um, and to that end, we uh, we're going to ha- start having a happy hour this Friday, where we're oh. going to use that queso a lot and. Okay. Uh, we're not gonna we're not gonna put these on the menu all the time, but for happy hour we're gonna start doing nachos and what I'm calling is ballpark style, but with kind of all the stuff, all the fresh ingredients we have in house, and we're gonna start doing that soon. So uh, come by and from try the bottom it. of my heart, 
Brett, I thank you. <laughs> and I'll see you over there myself, and I'll explain to you my theory. <laughs> I can't wait because I think I know what you're talking about, but I no, don't want really to. No, uh... you really can wait. You really, you trust no, me. No, this is for real. I remember you, there was you really a, can wait. Some years ago, it was kind of a semi controversy. But we'll, we'll... Right, so wait, now is this okay? So you're you're here to talk about this new? Is it? It's the new happy hour that you're starting. Yeah. So. We found our, we kind of found our groove, and then it was summer, and I was like, well, I don't want to launch a happy hour in the middle of July <laughs> when it's, right. you know, outdoor standing space and, and the hottest part of the day. So we waited right. until September, and we're almost there. Um, but, you know, the idea being that we've got just, you know, some, some drink specials like most places do, but um, instead of just saying, you know, let's, let's flash and burn across the menu, let's, like, let's make something we don't serve all the rest of the time, and um, nachos is a good example that I could bring up uh, about your authenticity question. These are definitely like nachos with queso, not baked in the oven. They're for me what I want in a nacho. So cheese what coating do you every want chip. In a nacho. Let's hear your list. <laughs> I want. Cheese. We should call I my daughter. Every... She's the nacho queen. Yeah. Go ahead. I want everything to be in every bite. That's what I want. So that's what yeah, we're I going agree. for. You know that that may <laughs> sound unreasonable, but that's uh, kind of what you want in the best food. But uh, what is what is everything to you? Everything. So in our means case, that you haven't found something <laughs> that isn't that. Okay. What, what <laughs> is everything but to it, you, Brett? Well, in our case, um, I, I like to use queso because I think it makes it easier to coat everything. Um, we make our own crema here in house, so um, that's going to be on there. Um, can I, can I ask you a question? Is yeah, crema sure. just a hip thing, or is there a real crema in Mexico City? Oh, yeah, it's a big thing. Okay, all right. <laughs> it, and all it is is creme fraiche, really. You know, okay. there's different different places make it different ways. And, in, mm-hmm. in, you know, what is, u- what is used to culture cream in France might be different than what okay. happens in Mexico. Okay. Um, all right. But the, all in all, you know, you could use buttermilk or you could use yogurt and then season it however you want. And you've got like a really luscious cream that doesn't necessarily stand as thick as, uh, you know, the big brand sour cream that we're used to. Mm-hmm. But it does have a different flavor. You can use it in culinary applications. Um, if you wanted to add cream to a hot pan of sauce, mm. creme fresh can do it and it doesn't break, you know. If, um, if so, I may. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead, Tom. Okay. Um, my favorite dessert, pretty much my only dessert that I get in, in Mexican restaurants is something that everywhere you go, if you ask for this dessert, you will get it within the first few seconds, it seems like. And it's the same, almost exactly the same in everyone in the whole world. It, I mean, every time I've traveled and I'm in a Mexican restaurant, I say, give me some, uh, uh, flan. some flan here for dessert. And they say, flan, sure, bang, bang, here it is. And... and <laughs> And uh, they do it very quickly, and it's always it always looks the same. There are never any real big changes in it. I don't think it's a prepackaged product. I've never seen any evidence of that. But I everywhere I go, I, I I always ask for it, and I'm always very happy to find it. I like it a lot, but yeah, um, we we don't have it here. But I think it's probably just that it's um everybody's got their family recipe, and it involves some some canned milk that uh, makes a delicious caramel and it kind of sets up the same way. I don't know. 
Well, it could be. But it comes but out it's, it's one of these days I hope to find out the answer to at some point in my life. I have to, I have to ask you to go back to the nacho question. Are you familiar, Brett, with Mercado in Los Angeles? Mercado. Mercado. I don't believe I don't believe so. I know a place called Baco Mercat that I've been in in okay. L.A., but I, I don't know about Mercado. Well, again, it's well, I don't know how authentic it is. I know I love it, and to me, that is the nacho high water mark. As a matter of fact, <laughs> we've we've made real fools of ourselves, as other people have at the happy hour at Mercado where everything is like $7, and it's really kind of obscene what we've done there. But um, they have this uh, pulled pork nacho, and it's not a it's not a barbecue thing. It's just, you know, the braised pork, and it's, you know, it's piled maybe seven inches high like a good <laughs> nacho should be, and it's just divine. I mean, it's divine. So I, I'm coming in for your nachos with my daughter, who is the nacho queen, <laughs> And um, and uh, we are expecting great things. Uh, That's a great point you made. The, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, I was just going to say, like, the kind of having everything in a uniform price scheme. So you're just like, I'm going to go buy some five dollar stuff. That's what we're that's what we're going for with our happy hours. You can come in and get five dollar draft margaritas. And a lot of folks are like, oh, they're on draft. You use sweet and sour mix. But no, we fresh juice every day. Great, 100 percent agave tequila. Um, and then a $5 nacho that's probably enough to make you not hungry anymore. Um, but, um, you know, with, but you can add things to it. Like you said, you could put our chicken or our beef or our pork on top of it, too, if you want to add on. Okay. I've got another little question for you. This is just a fun, fun question, really. Uh, do you have a pencil right there? That's not the joke. I've got a pen. Uh, you got the pen. Okay. Would you write down this word? I-G-N-A-T. I O I G N A T I G N A T O. Ignacio. What is it? What is it? What is it? What does it say? <laughs> Ignacio, but I would say the nickname is Nacho. <laughs> right. That's it. That's you, right. You win. You got it. That's okay. it. Uh, and uh, that was the guy's name who invented uh, nachos. His name Thank was Thank God for him. Thank God for him. And, and that's what he uh, put on the table for everybody. And everybody loved it ever since, as we know. <laughs> I'm, really, I'm really glad I had an uh, excited crowd nacho. for nachos. <laughs> yeah. What did you say, Brad? <laughs> I'm really happy that I had a... a a willing and enthusiastic audience to talk about nachos. <laughs> oh, gosh. Well, that's all right. How could us. you not? Isn't it the most wonderful? It's one of God's great gifts, nachos, a big old pile of nachos. Yeah. I okay, so are, piece, what? I'm sorry, what? It ter- I, I, apparently, it's also National Queso Day, the day that we're starting all this. So it seems like a serendipity, right? <laughs> yes. Wait, is this Friday, like this Friday? This Friday, September 20th. This Friday, I'm going to be actually in Los Angeles at Mercado, maybe. Oh, um, But I will be in the following one for sure because uh, my daughter is going to be really excited about this nacho development. Mm. Well, I'm glad we've developed it. If you if you go through all this trouble of your fresh squeezed juice, how do you have energy? Any energy left for those kids when you get home? <laughs> Whose kids are you talking about? Huh? Uh, <laughs> 
I'm just, just thinking she must be talking about our children. No, we're not she talking about our children. We're talking sure about his like children, it. who are the, coincidentally <laughs> uh-huh. the same age as our grandchildren, who I will be with tomorrow. Oh, lucky you. I'm, I anyway, but I'm, I'm going to come in for some of those nachos for sure. <laughs> wait, wait and, a minute. Mm-hmm. Um, give, us, give us what you just said again, would you, Brett? About what? I'm not sure that I'm not sure that I would say I do have the energy for our three year old. Yeah. You do. Okay, well, good that, for you. No, he's I don't know he if I do. I don't know I'll if tell I you do. what, he's I'll tell great. you what. When I first started hanging out with the grandkids, my first my first thought was, Boy, this is a young person's game. This is really a young person's game. Anyway. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know All if right. we could do it again, but I'm glad we did. It's super well, fun. Well, it's certainly been uh, super, fun, super to, fun to hear about it and how you went about it. And you know what? Whenever I hear the stories of the kind that you just uh, laid on us, I think this is a loving man. And we need more and more and more of those people all the time. Uh, so, so congratulations you, for, for being a, uh, quite a man, and I'll talk to you again some For your success, day, too. Okay, hey, now I'm coming so in, and, when I want, and I hope you're there because you and I can have a private conversation about what your favorite Mexican restaurants are in this town besides yours. And I, I I'll bet that. you I know what you're going to say already. So I'm going to come <laughs> introduce myself. I all can't right. wait. Okay. It's so great talking with you all. Great talking Thank to you, you, too. Congratulations. That's Oh, the, Brett, are you still there? I'm here. Okay. Can you run through your, your time for the happy hour and what people can expect and your address and your phone number and your website and all that stuff? Great. Our happy hour is going to feature uh, fresh draft margaritas and cheap beers, shareable nachos, queso that you can add homemade chorizo to. Who's going to share snack? nachos? Nobody shares nachos. <laughs> You don't have to. You don't have to. And uh, it's going to run 3 to 6.30 p.m. Monday through Friday in case you get off work late. And then anytime the Saints are playing. Mm. Okay. All right. Great. And the address is? 3984 Chapatulas, two blocks from Tipitinas. Okay. Okay. It's called Barracuda. And your website is what? Barracuda.com? It is eatbarracuda.com. And we are Eat Barracuda on Instagram and Facebook. Okay. EatBarracuda.com. All right. Thank you so much for joining us. I can't wait to meet you. I'll be Thanks, y'all. See you soon. All right. Take care. Bye-bye. Good night. That was Brett Jones, who is the owner of Barracuda. Cute little walk-up place. Um, I'm sorry, Tom. Yeah. Mostly al fresco. Sorry. Well, You'll have to wait a while to go, I guess. I should say I'll wait because I'm not taking you in the hot sun. Uh, that is on uh, Chapatulas, Barracuda. We will be back after the top of the hour news. You want to sign out? Yep, on 105.3 FM HD2. Stay tuned. It's WWL Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.